Hello and welcome to Insights Edge from the Lagos Business School Management Hub. With our finger on the pulse of the business world, we're committed to bringing you insightful conversations with thought leaders, industry experts and visionaries who are at the forefront of their fields. I'm your host, Emma Matar, and I'll be your guide as we delve into the latest trends, timeless strategies and cutting-edge ideas to solve challenges prevalent in the African business landscape. Stay tuned. Welcome to Insights Edge, brought to you by the Lagos Business School Management Hub. Today on the show, we have Dr. Belinda Ungusu. She's a faculty member of the Organizational Behavior and HRM Department of the Lagos Business School. Before joining LBS, she worked as a senior consultant at W Hospitality Group. She's a fellow and trustee of the Institute of Hospitality UK, recipient of the 2022 Paul R. Lawrence Fellowship in case research and a certified hotel industry analyst with STR Global. She holds a doctorate in business administration from the University of Southampton with other degrees in hospitality and statistics. She's a recognized thought leader in the hospitality industry. Welcome, Dr. Belinda. We're so happy to have you on the show. Thank you, Emma. I'm delighted to be here. Awesome. Today we'll be discussing a topic titled leadership in the hospitality industry. Leadership has been posited as a cornerstone in the hospitality industry and hospitality management. And as you are a recognized thought leader in Nigeria and Africa, I thought you would have a lot to contribute to this topic. So let's just dive right in. Could you give us the listeners an overview, a general overview of the current state of leadership in the hospitality industry in Nigeria and the challenges it faces. Thank you, Emma, for having me on the show. For one, there's a leadership talent gap. We do not have many role models who can inspire this industry to greatness, and that's sad. What we do have a lot of is people who see this industry as a low-hanging fruit, a place to make quick and easy money. There are certain cities in, in Nigeria where you have a hotel springing up every corner, but with very little talent to guide and build that business. But no, it's a profession. It has a code of practice, professional ethics, systems and procedures. It's one that needs people who can provide strategic leadership that will drive productivity in the industry. So yes, we have talent issues, operational issues, policy issues, and we need more thinkers. So that's the state of leadership. We need more thinkers, more leaders to guide this industry. Speaking to your point on talent, would you say that the levels of human capital in the hospitality industry are low? One of the big areas for development is around what you've just spoken about, which is human capital. We have three stages we could look at. We have the skills, vocational skills, we have middle management and then we have leadership. A lot has been done up to today around skills development, okay. but we have major gaps around middle management leadership and strategic leadership. That is because there's such a dearth of information around that area, um, a lack of schooling or certification in that area, which guides and develops the industry. So that's some area that needs to be developed further especially when we talk about strategic leadership. Well, speaking to the gaps that you mentioned in the hospitality industry in Nigeria, what are the implications of these gaps for business and in the Nigerian hospitality industry? 
So thinking about it, when it comes to positioning the industry as a key contributor to the Nigerian economy, for example, we need a think tank. We need a group of people who are positioned to understand the business, the industry, and to provide solutions to move it forward. That is lacking. What we have is very fragmented. Instead of a group of collaborators who have the needs of the industry and its people at heart, we seem to find more of personal interests that seem to overshadow this noble aim. Mm. We have associations in the industry, but they are loggerheads, competing and not collaborating. So that takes away from the energy that is needed to work together and find solutions for the industry. I think this fragmentation happens with policymakers and industry shapers. Well, everybody has a role to play. Mm. But something that remains a challenge is having the right conversations to drive development and productivity. So the discussions around standardization, multiple taxation, human capital development that you mentioned, regulation have become polemic and divisive. So who suffers? The customers, the businesses and the industry. So I think that's a fundamental and really important issue that businesses and the industry at large suffer because the stakeholders are not talking together to mm. find solutions. Mm. So what can private and public stakeholders do to change this narrative? First thing is for them to come together, sit at the table and begin to talk. Mm. Now, not just to talk, because what has been happening over time is talking at each other as opposed to talking to, to each, each other. other. Mm. And that's gone on for too long. Uh, something needs to be done about it. I'd like to cite an example of a case research that I wrote last year. So I published one on developing the mice tourism in Africa. Mice is meetings, incentives, conventions, and exhibitions. So developing mice tourism in Africa, the Rwanda model. So we went to Rwanda and had a discussion with the head of the Rwanda Convention Bureau. And he was so kind as to give us an opportunity uh, to listen to the story of how Rwanda became one of the leading destinations for meetings, incentives, conferences, and events as well in Africa. Mm. And that happened over a space of a few years, two to three years. And in this case, we outlined the stakeholder approach adopted by the Rwanda Development Board in order to shape this. So that stakeholder engagement was really critical for Rwanda to reach where it is today. We have a lot to learn from this example, but are we ready for it? That's the big question. So for this to happen, stakeholders have to embrace a collective mindset change mm. that is altruistic in nature and not thinking, what is in it for me? Yes, that's an important conversation, but what can I do for the industry first? And that will come in due time. Mm. Everything else will fall out in due time. But let's work at it first of all. And this is a classic example of Rwanda and how it has been able to position itself as the number one mice tourism destination in Africa, collaboration, stakeholder mm. engagement. So what role does the government and governmental policies have in the development of the tourism and the hospitality industry and how can they salvage the situation? A lot depends on the government because for tourism and hospitality, tourism as a wider, bigger umbrella mm -hmm. needs policy to run, right? We can't have an individual business operating a tourism destination without any input from the government. We need infrastructure, we need regulation, 
the government is a driver of tourism, mm. right? Even though it's private sector led. Mm. So the government needs to be there to provide the underlying infrastructure that businesses can grow on. Their role is critical. And I think it's misunderstood currently what that role should be. But like I said, we have examples from other African countries that we need to pick on and fly with. Would you say that the hospitality industry in Nigeria is ready for the future in terms of leadership development, innovation, technology, and sustainability? And if no, what are the deterrents? For one, I look at the young and eager entrepreneurs who have charted their way through this maze, you know, despite the lack of leadership. Uh, and they brought inspiring initiatives to the industry. I look at the food sector during the COVID pandemic. We had so many businesses grow and develop and they're still existing today. Yeah. So that was really an exciting chapter in our history in Nigeria. So there's been a lot of innovation. Technology has come in. But now the question of leadership and sustainability remain open. There is a need for knowledge infrastructure that is missing for entrepreneurs to be able to scale their concepts and make them more sustainable. Mm. So for me and my understanding of the situation, vocational education and training is essential, but will take you only so far. We need to be thinking strategically as well. We need knowledge of decision-making, financial management, people management, marketing, technology, sustainability. We need those higher level skills as well. And also I'd like to add the need for industry mentors to help people coming into the industry newly, or people already in the industry who need to understand what it's about and how to go about it. So these industry mentors need to be people who think first about how to develop others before they think about their own interests. And these are few and far between, yeah, very few. We need these young eager people to have a future in this industry and to develop this industry together with the old hands. Mm. Right? So that's the collaboration again, stakeholder collaboration. Another point I'd like to bring up is the need to develop a leadership talent pipeline. I'll give one example okay. of how one of the first brands to come into the country way back in 1985 to date hasn't had a local general manager. Wow. So we're talking about tens and tens and tens of years and we don't have somebody who has developed to the point of being able to manage an that. international yeah. hotel brand. So what's that saying? There's a gap, but why is it not being filled? We can't always wait for expatriate talent to fill these gaps. We need to develop a leadership talent pipeline. Mm. I wrote a case again last year about hotel management agreements. These are the agreements between international hotel brands and local owners. Okay. So a typical example would be a local owner will build and invite a hotel brand to manage that property. Okay. And in this case research, we found out that there are significant knowledge gaps that hotel owners in sub-Saharan Africa face that do not make them competitive when they are talking with international hotel brands and negotiating contracts hmm. because they are clueless. So again, we see how important that knowledge gap is hmm. in our environment and in our context. And hmm. filling that gap is going to be critical for the development of leadership in these areas. 
Awesome. Still now just moving towards the end of this interview, I'd like us to talk on human capital development. At your trip to Rwanda at the Breaking Travel News interview you had, you spoke about how human capital development wasn't prioritized in the hotel industry as investors rather would invest in buildings or invest in land or fixtures instead of human capital development. Would you say this is due to the lack of awareness? Is that at the root of the problem? How can we rectify this? I think you've hit the nail on the head. It's a lack of awareness, a lack of knowledge, of just how important people are for driving this sector, mm. right? So we have currently people who have no background in hospitality owning and running these businesses and thinking perhaps that it is like every other business. I'm buying and I'm selling goods. No, but mm. this is hospitality. You're dealing with mm. service and dealing with people. Yes. So I think very much this understanding of what the industry is, which must be driven by people who are already in the sector, who then create that knowledge reservoir that people can draw, draw from. from. So are we going to educate owners in the industry? Yes, we have to. How do we do that? We start by talking with them and having a share at the table. Everybody has a say at mm -hmm. the table. And then last of all, definitely bringing in the government, right? So I envision a conference where all stakeholders come together and we sheathe our swords, right? And then move forward. Mm. Is that going to happen soon? I don't know. But we have more and more examples in industry across Sub-Saharan Africa that shows that it works. So we look forward to that opportunity sometime in the future where uh, we're ready to talk and then we're ready to move this industry forward. Amazing stuff. Do you have any advice to players in the industry or any intending joiners? What are your parting thoughts? Having mentored quite a number of people in the industry over the years, I think the one big piece of advice I always give to people is develop yourself. Don't wait to be developed. Don't wait for the government. Don't wait for your association. Don't wait for your organization. We are so lucky we live in a world where access to knowledge is at your fingertips um, chat gpt <laughs> if chat gpt could speak now <laughs> it will just give you an account of just how how many times i access just for the sake of knowing what's out there mm -hmm. all right so we don't need money most of the time to do this so develop yourself first of all and then begin to look for mentors right have people who are committed that you can associate with. So upskill, prepare yourself and collaborate. I think those are the key, the key takeaways. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Belinda. Thank you for tuning in to Insights Edge. Do stay tuned for more insightful episodes. That's all for this episode of Insights Edge by the Lagos Business School Management Hub. We're grateful to our distinguished guests and experts who shared their wisdom with us today. Their perspectives help us navigate the complex landscape of business in Africa, and we're honored to have them as a part of the Insights Edge community. Until next time, keep seeking, keep learning, and keep pushing the boundaries of what's possible.